Morning, big man. So here we go then, Christian. We're going to mix this in with some music to keep you lively, but we're going to go through our nationalism keywords. Political nationalism is one of the four different types of nationalism keywords you've got to know. Political nationalism is a form of nationalism that regards the nation as a natural political community, expressed through the idea of national self-determination, as in it comes about normally that there will be a political leader or, or, or... government governing over somewhere cultural nationalism that's the form of nationalism that places the primary emphasis on the regeneration of the nation as a distinctive civilization so it it really values the culture and the history of the nation it's why some older people want britain to go back to the good old days it's one of those sort of that's there's that sort of nationalism ethnic nationalism is the belief that that has a keener priority on the sense of ethnic distinctiveness and the desire to preserve that. So as in people from that country are really distinctive and you just know where they are from. An example would be perhaps Jamaicans. They they have that sort of personality and body type that that you come to expect of them. Civic nationalism is a form of nationalism that emphasizes political allegiance based on a vision of a community of equal citizens and it it so civic nationalism will will allow for ethnic and cultural diversity, but the community has to be equal within it. Right, then the other key words, so those are the types. Nation, a collection of people bound together by shared values and traditions, a common language, religion. Um, Volksgeist, oh, a nation, they usually occupy the same geographical area. Volksgeist is the German. It literally means spirit of the people. It's like the organic identity of people reflecting their own culture. Oh, so it's the, it's the identity of a country reflected within their cultural practices. So things that people do that relate to that country directly. For example, in England, it would be having crumpets or fish and chips. Supranationalism, the ability of bodies with transnational global jurisdictions to impose their will on nation states. So in the EU is your big example there. Militarism, the achievement of ends by military means. Or, so militarism could mean like taking over through the military, or it could mean military extending itself to into civilian society and becoming the dominant force as such, as in military ideas and values and practices are introduced into civilian society. Jingoism, a mood of nationalist enthusiasm and public celebration provoked by military expansion or imperial conquest. Um, chauvinism is... Um, unreasoned dedication to a causal group but based on the belief that it is superior that that can be there is so there is chauvinist nationalism and that that is when there is a complete commitment to the country nations so the nazis instilled that within germany nation state a sovereign political association within which citizenship and nationality over over with right a sovereign political association where citizenship and nationality overlap one nation within a single state. So you've got both your citizenship and your nationality at that place. So you cannot move into a new citizenship. They're all under the same single state is what nation state stands for. Right, we're going to go into some Post Malone now. But after we come back, I'm going to read out some of the backs of those cards, the definitions, and you're going to have to try and work out what the net, what the keyword is. All right, let's go. Right, which type of nationalism does this describe? 
A form of nationalism that places the primary emphasis on the regeneration of the nation as a distinctive civilization, rather than on self-government. That is cultural nationalism. Now, which definition is this? So, a German word that literally means spirit of the people. The orga- it, it stands for the organic identity of a people that is reflected in their culture and particularly in their language. Volksgeist. Chauvinism. Uncritical and unreasoned dedication to a causal group. Alright, that's what chauvinism is. What is... This describing a mood of nationalist enthusiasm and public celebration provoked by military conquest is jingoism. We are going to now move on to the core principles of nationalism. There are a few core principles, but we're going to first look at nations. So, all forms of nationalism recognize the nation as the basis of a community. A nation refers to a people, or more specifically, yeah, so belonging to a nation means being part of a larger group of people who share particular characteristics. Now, as we discussed there, confusion arises in part because different nations have different characteristics, and a nation's characteristics are subjective to themselves, and all of that, and also, nationalists have different views on... So, ethnic nationalists, of course, have different views on what a nation should look like to a cultural nationalist or to a political nationalist. So, these differences make it also quite difficult because civic nationalists as well, right? Self-determination is the other value. Self-determination, as it should be, nations should be able to decide how they are governed. So, that's why they hate supranationalism. Um, the belief in self-determination is based on the view that nations are genuine political association and that only they can know what is best and what is in their own national interest. Um, a nation-state. If a nation is a group of people who identify themselves as, su- uh, as, as a group, a state simply refers to the ge- geographical area within clear boundaries. So the term nation-state is... A nation of people who rule themselves in their own sovereign territory as a collective. So, people are together and they, they rule themselves within a clear basis, which is why it's quite good because in England you can see clearly where England is. It's all marked out. The world now has such clear borders because so Denmark is ruled by the Danes in their own geographical territory and it makes it very clear. No, there's Then there's less fighting. So... Then there's also a debate to be had between self-determination versus colonisation, because some of these nation-states, with imperialism and colonialism, also, uh, which is the extension of control by one country over another, so self-determination versus colonialism, the further you go back in history, the fewer nation-states you'll find, because it used to be a, a sign of power and prestige for larger countries to rule other countries, and therefore not only have a... their, their nation-state no longer really applies. For example, Britain, when Sir Francis Drake was bringing potatoes back from South America for Queen Elizabeth I, and Europe was just taking over the world, and this this empire that built to be the great british empire is is didn't allow for self-determination certainly within these colonies also it meant countries were expanding to people they didn't necessarily have anything 
alongside. So that is a form of chauvinistic nationalism, which is where one believes that their nation is superior to others, okay? Which is like Rudyard Kipling's quote of it, they deemed it the white man's burden to go and overtake, or take over, even, these countries so that they could prove that their point was right. Um... Uh, yeah, those are those are a couple of the key things. We're going to go into a song now, and then we'll be back for a couple more. Just a quick run-through of the key points before we begin to plan LAQs and learn quotes. Culturalism is a way of understanding nationhood. It's the view that people have an emotional connection with their country that draws them together. Civic forms of nationalism, like liberal nationalism, are based on rational approach to nationhood, and culturalism argues that people have a deeper emotional tie with their country. Um, proponents of culturalism believe that each nation has an essence that it's tied up with music, folklore, language. Um, this is when Johann Herder wrote about Volksgeist, which is where every country has its own sort of unique experience in history. You know what the term means. So Volksgeist was first said by Johann Herder. Johann Herder. He is seen by many as the developer of culturalism, so that he will be seen by you as the developer of culturalism, Johann Herder. Um, unlike civic nationalism, which argues that nationhood can be virtually instant, cultural views of nationalism say that membership of a nation takes time to develop. For example, a person may be able to become a French citizen and be able to speak French fluently, but this does not necessarily make them truly French, because... Over time, it's that close emotional bond that builds with the country, as opposed to just suddenly being French by virtue of speaking it and living in there during your lifetime. So it may take a couple of generations for people to, in theory, immerse themselves within the culture and be able to identify themselves passionately with with that country. So that was Volksgeist, Johann Herder, that's culturalism, and it is... He's the developer of that. Um, Now, racialism is defined as the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics, abilities or qualities specific to that race, especially so as far to to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race or races. So, racialism is is essentially quite... They they believe that humanity is not one single human race and can be... And that... The differences between races are biological and fixed. And they, with certain races, are naturally sort of deemed as good and bad at different things, which leads to racial hierarchy. So it's dangerous, racialism, really, if we are honest. Because it... Yeah, it's dangerous. Like... Mm. Um, internationalism. Um, generally, internationalism is where the people of the world, as in... Are we moving towards a single, as 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 the, oh, what's it called when the world gets smaller? I should know this, but I don't. Um, globalization increases. Oh, are we still there? Anyway, internationalism is about. Well, liberal internationalism is based on the, applying the core principles of liberal individualism to a nation. So each nation should have the right to sort themselves out. No need for supranational institutions. Socialist internationalism um, is the other well-known type of internationalism. And it's concerned with extending the idea of cooperation, community and humanity across the world. Believing that all nations should come together to to really try and succeed as a country and make sure no... 
big group, say Africa or, or India, are much poorer than England, France, America, such wealthier nations. So Marx himself said the working man has no country, as he believed that nationalism and patriotism were part of a false consciousness and a way of keeping the truth hidden from ordinary people, keeping them sort of in the power of the bourgeoisie. So false consciousness was to stop the international proletariat from uniting and rising up and solving their issues. Now, Lenin revisited this idea in his writings on imperialism. He referred to that the Lenin's, Lenin's premise was that capitalism had avoided collapse, as predicted by Marx, by buying off its indigenous population with the proceeds made by exploiting the proletariats in its colonies. So, essentially, it says that socialism doesn't work or come about in the Western times because... Away, say in Africa, they are that is that that is who they are exploiting more now. It would be sweatshops in India. So Lenin believed that say sweatshops in Asia is why I'll try to think how to word it, is why people don't rise up now and the exploitation of workers isn't too bad in Western society. It's because people are wearing clothes from Primark and the Primark is a big thriving capitalist um store. But they are exploiting people in China. So, so what Primark does and who they exploit isn't actually affecting the political thinking of people within that class, and it's keeping, in fact, it's keeping socialism away from Britain. You know that is a point I would agree with. Right. So then there's different types of nationalism. So, it's a bit rigged, but. The irrational, racial, ethnically focused, exclusive, reactionary group is expansionist, chauvinistic nationalism, where they just attack other people. And then there's conservative nationalism. That's sort of the next one over. Again, they're quite close. They believe that their nation state should be one group. Then there's anti and post-colonial nationalism, where they would like their own... They don't, they don't want... Higher powers, supranationalist groups, all just countries that dominate them to own them, but they don't. They don't want necessarily really close societies. They just would like their own personal freedom as a nation to define themselves. And then there's liberal nationalism, which likes its tolerance, it likes its diversity, it likes its rationalism. It's it's very much what J.S. Mill would have said in that he believes in that ideas market where different groups will bring in different things and add to society. So those are the different types of nationalism. And they all came about, really, in the 18th century Enlightenment era. Um, Yeah, so we're going to go into song now.